can we talk about the tits? <laughs> I mean, oh my I God. mean, they're just epic. Welcome to Pardon My French, a podcast with Cecile and Michelle, two friends from both sides of the Atlantic living in Maine, discussing language, translation, poetry, writing, movies, and the stupid, splendid, perplexing world around us. It may contain some bad words. Welcome to Pardon My French. I'm Cécile. Oh, you are. Hi, Cécile. <laughs> And I'm Michelle. Today we're delving into the world of French cinema, focusing on the iconic film Leo from Five to Seven, directed by the incredible Agnes Var Varda. Am I saying that right? Yes. Ah, uh, oh, Michelle, this mm. film holds such a special place in the realm of French cinema. Mm. The way Varda explores the themes of time, mortality, and femininity is just mesmerizing. Mm, absolutely, mm. Cecile. The film's narrative taking place in real time from 5 to 7 p.m. provides such a unique perspective. We witness the emotional journey of Cleo in those two hours. And let's not forget the captivating performances and the stunning Parisian backdrop that almost becomes a character in itself. Indeed. Bart is masterful storytelling and the portrayal of Cleo's inner turmoil make this film timeless. It's a beautiful blend of introspection and the essence of life. So join us as we dissect the intricacies of Cleo from five to seven, exploring its symbolism, characters, and the sheer brilliance of Agnès Varda's direction. <laughs> Get ready for a deep dive into the magic of French cinema. Oh, yes, a deep one. <laughs> So grab your café au lait and croissants and let's unravel the cinematic marvel that is Cleo from 5 to 7. Bienvenue to another episode of Pardon My French. Oui, bienvenue! <laughs> this is a lot of... This is hilarious. This is hilarious. I mean, the, the PM just killed me. The 7 PM! <laughs> I know, for some reason I thought that, you know... We really were supposed to nail every word I and not so. improvise. I think we so. did. I just added a so, <laughs> so at some I, point. I just yes, added a so. How dare you? I know. I wanted to start with so. This is ridiculous. So this The was... bar is very high now, though. Like, we're going to do a lot of things. I know. As, as <laughs> I was sure reading. I'm ready for it. Yeah, I totally agree. As I, as I said that we're going to explore the symbolism of the movie, I'm like, what? <laughs> yes. We're going to unravel the cinematic marvel. <laughs> okay. Wow. So none of that is going to happen. That, ain't, that ain't happening. <laughs> Oh my god, But, this you know, is hilarious. A good so should we I mean it's obvious but this was an intro written by ChatGPT. I think this is becoming a thing now because I don't know, I just like it. It's hilarious. I know. <laughs> it, it's very good. I mean <clears throat> it is good. I don't know. They're not I mean, it's not capturing our inner vibe i don't think very well yeah i don't think he, the the <laughs> boat listen to our podcast very regularly <laughs> no, no. Um, we're a little interchangeable i mean it just it's just not i know but otherwise yeah. as a written script i think it's pretty good no, no, it's, it's pretty just good. we don't talk like that <laughs> so can we do we have to introduce it again we don't have to because now everybody knows yeah what we're that's exactly about. what we're doing how do you want to start start i don't know how are you first oh <laughs> uh, happy good. thanksgiving it's it's officially the holidays it is the holidays um it's depressing are you depressed seasonal depression is a thing yeah i'm yeah. at a very low ebb for you know many reasons but that's one of them it's that this i constantly have to remind myself like it's a day Christmas is a day. It's one day. Yes. It's not a season. It's not a state of mind. It's like one fucking I day. Know, I know. But for some reason, it's like six weeks. <laughs> That is so true. It's ridiculous. Just planning it, buying all the gifts and all the... Right? It's for just example. turmoil. Yeah. Nobody's in. Nobody's doing anything. It's like everybody's... I know. Let's circle back after the... 
holidays. <laughs> like, okay, you know, it's I don't like August, it. but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it either. For me, it's just the weather, you know. It's that and other things, as you said. But I feel like the weather itself is exaggerating all the other negative stuff. You know what I'm saying? Can Does I it... ask a personal question? Yes. I don't have to answer though, right? No. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Are you using a light? Your light thing? Oh, that's not that's not a personal question. Okay. Oh, did I, I tell you, you about to it? that? <laughs> no, it's <laughs> okay. Your black market. I told you about that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I told you. So I borrow. We talk when we're not. That's true. On the pod. <laughs> that's true. But those things don't matter. This is the real conversation. Yeah. We don't have a life outside of this no. podcast. If no one's listening, why say it? Yes, yeah, exactly. Our motto. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, I got a therapy lamp that's how i call it i don't know how you call it from the library and i don't know if it's working i still use it because i might as well you know like while it's there it i feel like it's good it doesn't bother me so so for some reason i'm picturing a thing that my mother used to have <laughs> yeah when i was like a child and she'd put on the little things on her eyes and she'd stick her face into this you know, about laptop size light because she was trying to get a tan. She's a little sun. Oh, that's interesting. Sun worshipy at the time. What I think you have different. But that's not what this. No, is. It's this not. is a lamp. It's it's like a square. It looks like um like an ebook, like a Kindle or whatever. Oh. And you just plug it and you put it diagonally towards your face. You you can't stare okay, at so it. Okay, so it's a little bit like that. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Yeah. But so... I'm on my computer. And it's just there. Or I'm reading a book and it's just there. Love it. Yeah. And I'll try to use it at the same time every day, which is basically around 4 yes. <laughs> p.m. when it starts getting depressing. Or if it's a I rainy day, this. I swear to you, last week, I can't remember. There was a day that started very dark at 9 uh-huh. a.m. already. And I just used it the whole day. You're not supposed to, but as long as really? it's not making you like super excited, like you had too much caffeine or whatever, I think it's okay. do that? I, they, that's what the... The little manual says, I don't know. Wow. Yeah. I'll but take so, that. I think you have capsule form. I know. But I don't know if it works yet because I'm still depressed though. Oh. But it could just be like You'd be le- more depressed? <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Maybe I'd be more depressed without the lamp. That would be terrible. Uh, oh, no. But I know you have other versions of it. Like they're more expensive, but you can actually have like glasses and the lamp. I have a friend who told me about it. And the light is coming like above your eyes, kind of. That's crazy. I'm not up to speed on this technology. Do no. you have, you know, you ha- you really have this year after year. You have a seasonal affective I I, disorder, as it were. Yeah, I think I always had it. I just didn't know it was a thing. Like now looking back at even high school mm. years, mm. November to February, I was always depressed. Mm. And I and I and I would say I would say it, you know, I'd be like, oh, this is the time of the year I get depressed. Uh, but I didn't think yeah, more about so it. So you got the thing. And I didn't know the name of it. Yeah. But I'm sure it's like. Yeah. 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 You have to hate it. Yes. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I have that. I don't think I have that. Oh, that's so good. But are you affected by the weather? Like, like let's say it's August and sure, the day is gray sure. and rainy. Yeah. Totally. That would affect you. You'd be yeah. like. Oh. Yeah. But, you know, not. In, like a like in a medical yeah, yeah, I know. way i kind of i there's a part of me that looks forward to this because it's, 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 i'm now i'm not now i don't want to say this because i sound like a you have to say it couch yeah. potato or something but i just feel like well it's dark you're we're done for the day like we don't have to do all this stuff there's so much pressure when there's all this light Ugh, uh, like do 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 she's like nope dinner at four yeah <laughs> bed, bed by six, six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i you're not the first person to tell me that so i don't think it's a thing to be ashamed of i think it's normal it's that time of year where it's okay it's okay not to go out and be super active all the time and you can yeah. just rest and read books and watch movies and maybe that's mm-hmm. what winter is mm-hmm. made for you know yeah it's like a little this is this is what you can think of it as. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm I'm gonna help help. No, but I mean, I have no problem. It's like rejuvenating. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I don't think I have any problem. You know, not being 
out. It's just the darkness is bringing dark yeah. thoughts. That's what it is. Yeah. It's like everything that... You got the thing. That has a basal, basic, like, negative level in my life. It's just... Peaks. You're just dancing on the <laughs> surface of, of sadness all the time. And this one thing just sort of... I know. And I mean, we're, we're gonna we're gonna live soon. So this is already a thought that depresses me. But now with the darkness, I'm like, oh, I'm living soon. I I'm gone already. <laughs> oh my god, that's it's just terrible. I don't it's know. really existentially sad, which yeah. reminds me of this movie. I'm not trying to. I'm not <laughs> trying to do that. It, but let's do that. <laughs> let's transition. But it, but it is. But it is kind of very uh, thinking of existential. So I, I do like that transition, though. Oh. Thank you, Cecilia. No, it makes Absolutely. sense. Because she has two hours where she don't, doesn't know what's going to happen. And Yeah. And the, in, yeah. Okay. Well. No, no, go ahead. Well, uh, the thing that made me think that, which I don't even remember seeing the first time through, was when at the near the end, I'll just skip right to the end. That's a great idea. Uh, where, there, where we're seeing the baby come out in the incubator yes and then the next i think the next thing they do is go they're headed to the hospital mm-hmm. but it looks like they're going by more of like an old folks home or something because the dialogue is like she never comes to visit me anymore and there was kind of like this life kind of a little on the nose actually but but at least it was there so i could figure out what some one of the themes they kind of have to hit me over the head i guess but yeah so clearly it's just like a you're born and then you die ah, yeah. what are you gonna do that's true that's true she says something when they see the baby in the incubator or he says something about it i can't remember does he say that they used to do this ah, oh, i can't remember now what he says yeah they make a comment about it though right. But anyway, that I think was he said weird. I saw someone. I saw a, ba- a baby being born. Oh, okay, okay, maybe that's it then. Um, well, I thought that was weird. I've never seen that, like people carrying them just crossing the street with yeah. a baby in an incubator. <laughs> it's like, are you? Is this, is this okay for the baby? You're just yeah. shaking it around, and <laughs> yeah, I'm I don't like, know. oops, tripped oh, over yeah, exactly. a manhole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Okay, so can- I'm really excited to talk about this movie. Yeah, I liked too. it a lot more in the second go. I was just really intrigued by the environment and stuff of Paris the first time. Oh. And I just, I don't think I was immersing in this. The story itself. Yeah. I think I was kind of the same. I was trying to recognize where they were. Yeah. And sometimes I did because you had like obvious monuments or parks that are yeah. still there. But sometimes I was like, what neighborhood uh, is this? I don't know the stores. Right. I don't know the... It's very old and most of them are gone, I think. So. Yeah, maybe the names have even changed when they were talking about some places. They went Montparnasse. Yeah, that's still the same. That's still the same. And I did recognize some streets. And at the end, she goes to the park, uh, Montsouris. That's where mm. she meets the guy. Mm. And that's I used to live just next to the park so i know it very well and i recognize <gasps> some so streets interesting to yeah. look at the old versions yeah of those it was things. really interesting but it's a park you know so it didn't change that much and actually i was watching it i'm like i wonder if the tree that is there is still there you know what i mean like as they were walking <laughs> yeah. and we, we saw trees in the park i'm like ah, oh, i wonder if it's the same tree what was Aww. it 1962 could it be I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're supposed to live longer, <laughs> long time, right? <laughs> but I don't know. I was, I we got a, um, an etymologist on the line. <laughs> no, no. What's uh, not a? No. I don't know. What's the? What's it? Uh, an arbor? An, an arbor? An arbor? Uh, arborist? A tree person? <laughs> oh, that's cute. That's cute. So what was? So you liked it? What was the the most striking thing for you in the movie? are you delving deep into the symbolism of this intricate complex new wave movie uh yeah well i loved that's a great question a good place to start i loved the cafe stuff i loved when she sort of shed her 
Moo and her wig. I loved when she was walking around with the cat eye glasses as my favorite look. I was just so French and um, beautiful. You can't stop looking at her. I just, um, I, I liked, I liked all of that. I liked the, um, the uh, peripheral conversations and the filming that was. I mean, obviously, this is, I don't, I'm over my head with the French New Wave stuff, but clearly that part, part of the characteristics of that is that sort of documentary style with real people-ish. I mean, those, those were all, many, many of those were real people. They were just so, um, compared to her, she's just this shining little matchstick and then so many, this plain, plain the kind of the plainest of the plain people and a lot of grotesque stuff around her and so anyway yeah that's know, true she does, track, she does stand out when she walks in the street for sure <laughs> but i was wondering um so you said it was very new wave and all but what do you think for you as an american person what is what is french about this movie like when you look <sighs> at it What do you think is like really represents the Frenchness, right? As you imagine it, right? Well, <laughs> I mean, you, Michelle, that you don't have to represent the oh, whole okay, country. Great. <laughs> well, for you, <laughs> for moi, yeah. Well, that look that she sported with yeah. the glasses for sure. Uh, oh my god, that I, it's it, I, again a great question because I don't. I was sort of my mind is sort of boggled about the fact that that she, that she made this movie as if it was like now and she was trying to make a iconic French movie and I'm like how is it that she's doing this when she's in the time frame it's just too much of like a time capsule that, like to be even be aware of it was crazy like the Obviously, the cafes and the galois and the what's that I said with this the good was a couple of cartons there. Um, yeah, the the streets that are just sort of look like they're free for all. Oh, oh my god, it was it was so French. Um, I, I was wondering if because as you may know, um, we have a reputation of being lazy. <laughs> And well, it makes sense. Is kind that of true? In, I mean, yeah, I keep saying I'm tired and I'm lazy and I have friends who make fun of me about that. But, you know, it's not like a like a bad laziness. It's really like her in the movie, for example. She's sick. She thinks she's going to die. So, you know, she's just like she goes home and she lies in bed. And yeah. that's how she 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 welcomes her guests and she's just in bed in her in her robe de chambre <laughs> and she's just pretending i mean not pretending but she thinks she's dying and so i was like is this is this part of this cliche like uh, that's what we do uh, you know we we're uh-huh. just like ah oh, lazing around and yeah. like oh i'm so tired yes. i'm just gonna have the a back of your cigarette. hand against your like, forehead exactly <laughs> like oh i think i'm gonna die i feel sick today <laughs> i hope he comes and spends the night with me and you know yeah like i wonder if Is that that's so part of the cliche? That's <laughs> so funny. Yes, and then yeah, and they're you know you're gonna die. You're ha- it's real. Like you're seriously gonna die here. Everybody's like, yeah. Everybody's <laughs> you're like, always yeah. you're always feeling that way. Yeah. You can never. That's so blah, funny. Blah, blah. Gonna die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they'll, yeah, then, they'll, then then her little band comes in, and they're just like make. Make a little tune about it. <laughs> yeah. She's gonna die or whatever. Yeah. Or like just, yeah, making fun yeah, of Yeah, dressing up as doctors and nurses. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. a funny scene. But yeah, I thought the there were so many absurd things, you know, like the way she goes home and then she's doing that thing. She's stretching from yeah. the bar. Did you have like any, a minute? <laughs> and is that what y'all do? No. Oh. <laughs> We don't do that. You don't. Okay. And Good to know. Good to I know. I don't know. It was... Everything was so weird. I really want one of those. I want to stretch. Yeah, it seemed like she good. felt good afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she did. And then she had the week. I was a little surprised by the week for some reason. I didn't suspect it wasn't her real hair. Yeah. Did you? No. 
was weird. That was weird. Anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that was, she was kind of, that was the beginning, I guess, of her. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Was there a shift after that? Sh- was that supposed to mark a transition? Well, I don't know. yeah. I, th- I mean, she was supposed to go transformation, if not die, according to the, <clears throat> the fortune. The fortune teller. Yes. Uh. So I imagine that is part of her transition where she was sort of shedding these things. She ended up having a other name at the end. So I felt like she was uh, transforming in many ways. She said some odd things in the beginning. The end having to do with looks in her body, right? And, and, a vessel or a china doll. There's a lot of art, beauty, art, beauty themes going on. Yeah, Where I was like, true. what am I? I'm, you know, I, I'm, she was at first saying like, ugly is like a death anyway. So as long as I'm beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> that, I, be really, right. I really like that beginning. Yeah. When she goes down after the fortune teller and just looks in the mirror and she's like, as long as I'm beautiful and I'm more beautiful than Others, I'm alive. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. That was pretty strong, actually. Yeah. Interesting. It's hard to say how her thoughts about that changed. She just continues to be beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Although her fu- in her future, she's going to have to... Well, I don't know. We can, sp- we, we can spoil it, I guess. I mean... We have to talk about the ending at some point. Yeah, I really don't understand the ending in a narrative sense. I mean, this the movie's all about style. I don't even know if it matters the narrative part of it. But I didn't understand why they would why kind of go halfway with it. Like, yeah, you're sick, um, but you'll be all right. (laughs) I don't know. Like, as opposed to we mixed up the X-rays and you're fine, or. You're got six to 12. Not, yeah, to or just either way. But instead, it was sort of just like this in-betweeny kind of like... Don't you think that it's because we do not expect the in-betweeny? The whole movie, I was like, she's either okay because there's actually nothing mm. or she's really dying. I didn't expect it to end like this. Yeah. So, I don't that, know. Which life is so like that? Yeah, that's true. Always that is like true. you think it's gonna be X or Yeah. But also y who announces who announces such a thing like that, you know? She's just standing there, the doctor is driving by and he's like, <laughs> Oh, by the way, just a couple of months of like uh, radiation and you'll be fine. What yeah, are you saying? Bye, Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I um yeah, but speaking of symbolism, which is not at all what we're doing oh, right now. Oh, yes, let's. This, that's like uh, a great transition. the thread of <laughs> the symbolism I, of this movie. Yeah. I did not have an answer to that. But since you're smarter and all. Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. And wiser and cut. well. Don't cut, don't cut that. The first thing. No, we're not cutting anything. The first, <laughs> the first <laughs> thing that I really, that really struck me in this movie in, is the way they use mirrors and reflections. Especially, oh, yes. I mean, the, that first thing we just said, after the fortune teller, she goes down, looks in the mirror, I'm beautiful, blah, blah. And then she goes to that, to that hat store. The hat store. It's all about mirrors. It's all about reflections all the time. And even when they're driving with the car, you can see the reflection yeah. on the windows like of stores. And there are so many of those. And I yeah. was just wondering if that was supposed to mean something. But... Was yeah, that struck to be... me too. That the hat one where you're you're watching her inside moving around, yes. but you're actually on the outside seeing the yeah the camera traffic through yeah the you're seeing her through window. the window. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was so in- it 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 triggered some different feelings. You know, it was different than if she had filmed her directly. But I'm just wondering if that was there was a reason behind that, or it was just a style. Yeah. Do you think? <laughs> pressure, pressure. You yes. don't have to think anything. I'm just curious oh, if maybe okay. you had like a, yes, it means that blah, blah, blah. Life oh, and yes. Death. And then, look at yourself. <laughs> Heck yeah. I had this friend in, uh, when I was in high school, let's call her Carol. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Carol. <laughs> anyway. 
And she, you heard the cheese fell fully off of her cracker at one point. I don't know how she is today, but she had a little break. And I always, we were were in the car together. I was driving around. I had a license, I guess, at the time. Then she um, would say, thought that the the radio was saying, talking, saying things to her. Interesting. And then we would go... (laughs) We went by like a yard sale or something, or somebody had a mirror outside of the, the street, and she said, "That's that's they're trying to tell me that to look at myself." And I always, I just always remember that. Oh, that's so interesting. So okay, I'm gonna say like, yeah, the mirrors. Obviously, they're trying to say, hey, "Look at yourself," <laughs> like that, Carol. But anyway, no, that's interesting. Actually, yeah, I just um, I never, I never forgot that. Like things started to be meaningful or metaphorical to her. Anyway, yeah, that's a very cute story. And I wonder if by, by show, showing us all these reflections and mirror, she was sending us back to the importance of her image for her. I don't know what she was trying to yeah, do. Yeah, I think that's very true. She had a real, I think she had a real uh, ambivalence about about that how she didn't she get that wig off and it's almost like we're gonna go back i feel like she was tell me about when she was in the cafe she was this bad here i am back at this place like she was had been there past when she wasn't famous famous uh chanteuse <laughs> how'd i do Be good excellent <laughs> yeah uh and so like maybe mix with the with the people and kind of see what it's like, but then, but then she's also still stunningly beautiful. But so anyway, yeah. And then the mirror breaks the, at one point, there's that one, the seven. The seven out. Yeah. This and she's freaked out because she believes she's superstitious. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder if what, but what was the message? Is it that like, Women are nothing if they're not beautiful. Is that what the director is trying to? I don't know. I'm just going very. Because I wonder what is the reason why you would give that message? Because she's really that cliche of a woman who's just like a princess. And she's thinking all about looking good. And like you're going to die and that's all you care about. (laughs) Is that so? Is that what the person who made the movie really think? Or is that something she's. um, uh, How do you say? all we care about are uh obviously she can't think that because the director is a woman herself so she can't be like we women on, only care about this yeah it's, a, it's like a sat- satirical take yeah on is it. that what yeah. it is 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 that a satire kind of like yeah i like i so <laughs> there was a thing that she said when her lover comes over or was going to come over she says something like I'm too good for men. <laughs> What's it yeah. fun? Like it was almost like um, just like look at me. I'm just, which is true. It is and true. It is kind of way. true. The guy doesn't care about her clearly. Yeah. And then, um, then uh, I don't know. She so in terms of changing her views about that, I'm not sure how that happens. She meets this soldier that's pretty important i guess it's quite an interaction that uh, makes her think differently about <laughs> her yeah. life as a beautiful china doll i think so he was very nice he was very supportive and he was yeah she's um she's changed uh into someone that um is going to look at life differently in the future. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh my All right. God, All right. Okay. Well, that's, yeah. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> the other thing I noticed, but I wondered, I wondered if I was also under the influence of the knowledge <laughs> of the knowledge that director is a female. And so it has to be a feminist movie. Uh-huh. And so there were so many main characters that were just women and men were mm. kind of in the background even the taxi mm. driver was a woman yeah which like really struck me i'm like oh yeah. this is all done on purpose and also i'm not sure i this is maybe me imagining it but 
they get out of the i think it's after the store i can't remember and they're gonna uh, grab a cab a taxi and the first one they see her what is the woman she's with her 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 helper oh um, the she's with the maid the basically maid? i don't know yeah what what is her name i forgot her name i don't know Ugh. Well, anyway, so um, yeah, no. her her helper looks at the 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 license plate of the first cab, and she's like, "No, those are oh, bad numbers." Yeah, and so they take the second cab, and I felt like the driver of the first cab was a man. Yeah, and then the one they chose was a was a woman. Yeah, and I don't know. I just I was just wondering if they did that on purpose so that all the characters around them are just female. Yeah, that's interesting. Because yeah. there were definitely more mm-hmm. women, even in the store and everywhere so they went, than other. Yeah. movies from the same period yeah she just didn't have any respect for that cab driver though she, no, she was didn't like, like, it, like um, her, yeah. what a rough uh yeah rough life rough job yeah that's and then true. again i don't know that dichotomy maybe of showing like here's my here my this famous singer and but here's like the masses <laughs> i know i i, I actually, know ew i don't yeah. know if i want to dirty myself with them but then yeah and then, then her helper says yeah i think she's pretty she's pretty brave the taxi uh, driver and uh, she goes like eh. you know? <laughs> yeah. she, she was kind of annoying actually i don't know did you did you uh, did you like her as a person maid no, oh, the, the, oh, oh the the cleo cleopatra um that's a good question because she definitely <laughs> acts like a like a spoiled person, you know. Yeah, I liked her and her sort of knowingness. I don't know. She seemed brave to me. Also, she went out there. I liked that she went into the cafe and like put herself on the jukebox. Yeah, <laughs> she just went on there like, see, and if everybody noticed, nobody cared. I kind of liked that kind of testing the waters of life thing at that moment like where she's just like this i don't know i've either gotta start thinking about things differently or i don't want to think about anything until i get my test results or just how can i get through this kind of chaotic emotional time it's a great trope i I assume this has been covered in other (laughs) movies where there's like a period of time that you're waiting for a thing yeah. i just can't think of yeah me one, either but... but i feel like i saw maybe several ones that are like that like you're yeah. waiting the whole movie for a yeah for an outcome yeah yeah just can't remember it right yeah <laughs> it's a good idea because you have to have a it's kind it's a chaotic emotional journey you don't really anything's possible or it's very you're going to kind of heighten the emotional character. I, that would be a good way to do it. Yeah, <laughs> like know, in two true. hours, you'll find out. Yeah. And it's really, in, I mean, kind of almost exactly in real time. Like you can see it's divided in like three to six minutes each time. Like it says from 5.03 to 5.07. Yeah. This is what's happening. Yeah. And so you can really follow her journey. But it's funny how she really believed the fortune telling from the beginning. And so she was just convinced that that she was dying. But I guess that's also a defense mechanism, right? Like, you know, something's happening. You'd rather prepare yourself for the worst. Yes. Yes, I did. I did the same. Yes. That's this is um, that's how I'm going to go about this is assume it'll be bad. And then this is how we're going to deal with it. Like, here are all the things I want to do. And we're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But but when you hear it, even though it is what you had prepared yourself for, yeah, you're still surprised. I'm sure it doesn't. Yeah, part of you is knowing that you're just being defense mechanism. Yeah, thing. But but she, but the woman was kind of like, no, you know, doesn't the skeleton. That's falling over and decaying. That's not necessarily death. It could be something else. And then she leaves and goes, who is the guy? Her it's husband, like in the bathroom. Like yeah. that woman's, I smell cancer. She's doomed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was so funny. That was so the funny. fortune teller was weird. The way so she weird. talked, you know, it sounded, it didn't sound natural. It really sounded like she was reading a script, actually. Yeah. Um, 
but I don't. In the first cool. round of cards, she was like, well, hard to read. Let's do it again. Yes. <laughs> she's telling a lot of things, though. She's giving all her background True. about her past. And then she's like, oh, actually, they're hard to read. After you gave all this information. Yeah. yeah. That was After so she weird. knew almost everything. Yeah. Oh. And then she looks in her in her palm and she goes like, I can't read palms, but you can obviously see yeah. that she yeah. saw something. She saw death. She knew, I guess. That's interesting. So she that was she went about those two hours really feeling like this is it. Although she was so happy a lot of the time. Just and then she'd kind of remember. And then she would remember. But I feel like she also really wanted people to believe her and care for her, you know? Yeah. And her friend at the end, her female friend, the one who's uh, posing for painters, was the only one who really cared, you know? Yeah, the others she were was just very... like, yeah, yeah, sure, you're dying, kind yeah. of, you know? And yeah. supporting her because she's a baby and that's what she wants. But her friend at the end was the only one who really believed her. Like she was driving and she was yeah. like, oh no, I can't believe this is happening to you. And yeah, she was the first one to take her seriously. And yeah. maybe that's what she wanted. All she wanted was someone to yeah, really right. believe her. And maybe, yeah. That was an old friend. They'd known each other, like a kind of like from the, the real world, yeah. not the, yeah, big Chantou's world. Yeah. And speaking of that, I felt like, I don't know if you had the same feeling, but then her friend takes her to her boyfriend's place, which is like in a movie theater or something. Yeah. And, well, we can talk about that, that short That's, movie too. That, <laughs> that was so funny. That was pretty intense. But I, yeah. I, I always had the feeling that she was, you know, observing them and kind of being envious that she doesn't have a relationship like that. Mm. Did you have that feeling too? Yeah. You know? I liked Raul. He was... Yeah. How, how, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he was very. He was really present, and they were hugging and kissing yeah, and all. And she was like, "Mine is not present, and yeah. he doesn't care about me, and I don't have that." Yep. And maybe I need to have that before I die soon. And <laughs> I liked her friend very much. Yeah, me too. I liked that she was modeling, nude modeling, and then everybody's sort of in their plaster around her. <laughs> it's another one of those things where it was like something going on with the relationship of art and beauty and it was like all these heart really grotesque the plaster molds they were making out of her standing there being beautiful and it was kind of like um i don't know there was some theme about that i was thinking about after i saw it about the what was going on there with the like we make art to make you know to have it be to be closer to god or whatever like we make art that sort of exalts and goes um above us to pay kind of homage to something greater or something and then but then but that wasn't really didn't bear out with the the model situation or um the song situation. Anyway, I was thinking about it in terms of this, this French new wave uh, movie where, where it was sort of like, well, I, perhaps the director saying, well, I'm not making this, you know, as a big uh, actor led uh, movie film movie with the big orchestra. I'm doing this thing. That's, more kind of documentary-esque and it's a little more accessible, maybe a little gritty. It's the guy with some weird cuts. Like I'm not exalting with my art here. So I just felt like maybe there was a theme, that kind of theme was circling. Yeah, I like that idea. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it does make sense to me too. Like there's a scene, there's a scene where there she's in the cafe and there's they catch these two guys talking about Picasso and the guy's like, just looks like owls or something. Did I don't remember see? that. Really? I, it might have been that I'm seeing maybe because I'm seeing, reading the subtitles. And so it yeah, was clear to me yeah, that the what subtitle. they were saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so they were saying like, it was just, so there's just a lot of things going on about art. Like, okay. So kind of a dig to, toward modernism, I guess, or something. <laughs> just look like owls. There's just like a lot of 
Yeah, I know what you mean. Like you don't have to do stuff. great stuff to. Yeah. I well, and speaking of, our, you know, a play within a play or whatever. Yeah. That, that movie. That movie. That was so interesting. That was um, the direct uh, Truffaut, right? Acting as the in the movie. Yes. Was it not Jean-Luc Godard? Though? I'm sorry. Of course. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's okay. Same, same. The, exactly. <laughs> There's just like a bunch of French people that I don't yeah, think about was, ever. It was him. It was him in the movie. That was funny. Um, so interesting. That was a really funny. So what was the message of that? That this whole time he thinks his girlfriend is dead <laughs> because he was wearing his sunglasses. <laughs> so he was seeing everything right. in dark. But right. then he takes them off and right. it's white. So that's obviously a metaphor of... <laughs> The movie, right? <laughs> yeah, another not heavy-handed very, metaphor. Yeah, not of very like, subtle, but it was funny. It was funny. It was really funny. I liked that a lot. And that's also something she came up with. I mean, obviously, yes, but I felt like it really had that feeling of an old black and white movie, and the whole plot made a lot of sense to me. Yeah. The taking the glass, and it could be a real movie, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was adorable. A little short with all the people. What all is the it? People. She is there in her circles that she would know that would be I guess collaborating so. with her? I guess so. I mean, I mean they're so all from weird. the new wave, so I guess they're all friends. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course, everybody's friends. Um, yeah, I liked that a lot. Yeah, me too. But is it possible that that's was really we were supposed to take that from that? Be like, well, it just depends on how you look at stuff. I mean, that was like, very, is that really? It's not. It doesn't make it very subtle, but I think that's what it is. It's yeah. like take your glasses off and just look at the positive side of this. Yeah, don't just focus on death and yeah, just see life. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I don't know. But that that's make that right, makes it too Vargas, simple. I guess we didn't need like three different I know books um, on you to know what you're talking about. I know. I don't yeah, go ahead. I don't I'm almost wondering like how much I guess I was saying that like how do you how much do you focus on the kind of the narrative of the movie? These things are so this was so groundbreaking and new. It's nothing to us now, but that this was so new. I'm wondering like is it are these little plot points about really uh, necessary for the plot or is it more of the style or getting, is she just more caught up in the style? Like, does she have to go to the cafe because it's important for the plot or is it just a way for us to sort of eavesdrop on all these different conversations and see this very documentary style that's outside of the, like a house or like a gone with the wind or something. I um, think I would go with your second option. I don't think it's for the plot. I think it's really for the style yeah. of the movie. And um, I love I loved the drive, the yes. driving, and the I, driving around. Yeah, I was gonna say, the and seeing I, the moving, the windshield, and I like that the drivers' heads. Yeah, me too. And the radio was almost always on, so you could hear about the mm -hmm. news of that yes. time too, because it was a specific day too. I can't remember. Was it the oh. first day of summer? Oh, right. right yeah, right, 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 right. June 20th. Was it 21st okay. or 22nd? I can't remember now. Right. But, uh, so we're listening to, to, huh. to some news about the about stuff in Algeria, I think. And then there's also some... Uh, I can't remember the news now. But... Uh, yeah, Uprising. Uh, Kennedy was mentioned. I noticed that. So it's like, okay, you know, peg the date on that one. Yeah. Because uh, so it's got to be, it would that, have to be 62. Yeah, I don't, I yeah, don't, I mean, I don't know much about this Algerian war, but that must have been important in France that that was happening. I'm surprised. I don't even, I'm very surprised that France had colonized Algeria, which is, isn't that in like near Africa? Yeah, it is. It is in Northern Africa. It's part of a region called the Maghreb, I don't know how you say it in English. Maghreb. <laughs> I see. So soldiers from so France were, were there, going yeah. there. And then they got independent in 64. So like two years after the that movie took place. Huh. Okay. Um, so I guess that was like 
the peak of everything that was happening there. Was um, that something that would change, be, you know, informing the, like, identity of French people in some way? Or, like, what, what's the overall cultural vibe of that? Or, or there wasn't, I don't know. Do, what do you mean? I don't know. Like, is there, was there, like, um, like, we're... We're at war. The people there are people that don't want uh, to be part of us. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Is that just like a um, important thing in terms of what was how it was impacting just like regular lives at that time? At that time, I it's hard to say. I mean, I I guess the biggest impact is like soldiers going from France to there. I mean, in like in every war, like the little guy, say. yeah, like the little guy yeah. who's going to Algeria too. So I guess that's the biggest impact: family members going away to war. Uh-huh. I mean, that's like just any other war, I guess. But then, um, I love that he's going off to perhaps die. Yes, maybe he'll it, die before her. <laughs> yeah, really. That's so. That's perfect that they were. Yeah, and maybe sort of that's, finding each other, and that's how they connected. Because yeah. also, none of them knows they're gonna die soon. Or yeah, it like all that. starts to be just really abstract, and you know, it's like zoom out, girl, with your moo moo wig on. Zoom out, you're on a spinning rock. Yeah. We're all dying. <laughs> We're all in the incubator. Yeah, he was, We're all at yeah. the old folks' home. I know he was pretty good as, at making her scene, um, see, sorry, what mattered. And... I guess. Were they, the love themes also was there that sort of eluded me a little bit. But I guess like you were saying, she was finding, sort of gleaning that her relationships were not that good for her. And here's this guy that just kind of is passing through. He said he'd been in love, but not deep enough. He wanted to be more deeply. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that was yeah. happened between them or. Yeah, I know. I just really liked what how it went between those two, because it seems it's not that realistic, right? Because at first he's talking to her and she doesn't want to be bothered. She's just looking at the waterfall. Yeah. And then. He follows her and she ends up saying, okay, why not, you know? And they start chatting. And then he's like, why wait until this evening? Let's just go to the hospital right now to find out. And and she just says yes. And I guess him being a stranger also helps, you know, because sometimes it's easier to share these things with people you don't know. You know, you wouldn't want to go with your mom, but maybe it's easier to go with someone you just met and you don't know and... Yeah. And he's leaving soon, so there's uh, not going to be any impact. Yeah, um, I like that. And then it, sh- there was a point where sh- she shouldn't find the doctor, and so they were going to keep looking, and she was like, I, this is crazy. I don't want to do this now. You only have a little time. Yeah. So she was like kind of in the moment for once. Yeah, and, yeah, and I liked how everything went so fast because they they known each other for, what, a couple of hours, and then... They're in this bus, which, by the way, number 67 still exists and still going the same way. Aww. Yeah, I was like, oh, wow, this is still the... Aww. And I used to take this bus to go to that uh, area when I was younger, so it was funny. Aww. Anyway, so uh, when he asks for a picture and she just... Because ge- we all have pictures of us like that in our purse. I know. So I'm like, show and the picture. Just, is it in we nude? Because we were talking about... She did a lot of talk about... Being Beauty. naked and yeah. not, I guess not. Or his eyes probably would have bugged out a little more than they did. So I guess not. Yeah, yeah. But that was funny. Like, you don't know each other, but you're going to bring this picture with you. It's yeah. To, to war. And and then they would, she took his address, I guess. And Yeah, I can't remember that part. But he does say something like, yeah, because I want to, you know, I just want to show my... My right. friends there that I have this beautiful woman again, beauty yeah. picture. Um, yeah, doesn't that make you feel good or something? I don't know. I wouldn't. I'd like to see that again too because I don't know how she responded. 
I can't remember. Because the friend, when she's posing nude, says she mentioned something about her body. And the friend says, I, I, it doesn't make me happy. No, makes me, my body makes me happy, not proud. Yes. Yes, she said really. something that, that I really liked. Yeah. Was that what she said? I'm, I think so. I'm not proud of my body, but I like it. Yeah. It was almost something like you're like thinking that. about this wrong. I'm not yeah. up there. And also about the fact that, I mean, the way she responded was, sounded very healthy to me. I mean, her friend <laughs> looked and sounded way healthier than her anyway. I mean, mentally. Mm. And it was really this thing of, you know, the mirror breaks and oh, I don't believe in those things. Or like, well, my mm. body, I like it as it is. Whereas the other one is really concerned about her image and what other people think of her. Are, are they still listening to my music? Or do they think I'm beautiful? Mm. It's all about what the others think, you know, mm. and what the others say about her, that she's going to die or they don't care that she's going to die or they, I don't know. Whereas the yeah. other one was much more free and just like, this is how it is. And I don't believe in this stuff. And I'm just, Pfft. yeah, she learned a little bit there from her. Yeah. At first you're reminding me that before she goes on her little journey, she said something like that about, um, <laughs> I, can't, okay. I can't focus because now, because I know that I'm uh, doing a podcast and I can't go spiraling into <laughs> some kind of reverie here. Okay. But anyway, yeah. So, but she said something about, I, people just look at me and they just want, want, want me up for something i don't know i don't know Cleo said, said yeah that. yeah i can't yeah. remember that do you remember when like what, what was the context maybe it was when she talked about i'm just a china doll or or i only oh i only look i only look at myself oh i'm looking everybody's i'm wondering if everybody's looking at me and all i do is look at myself anyway i guess it's back oh, to your mirror yes, thing where yes, it's just yes. like like you're saying, yeah. yes, she's very in tune to is it? the yes. gaze. The... Exactly. Yes. Now I remember it. She goes out. That's when she takes her wig out and she goes out by herself uh, and yeah. she's walking. Yeah. And she says something like, I feel like everybody's just staring at me and I'm staring at myself. Something mm-hmm. like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. it? Yep. And she feels like everybody knows that she's sick too. She's like, they all know that I'm going to die. That's why they're looking at me. Uh, Actually, they're looking at her because she's beautiful and she stands out when yeah, she's in the street. Because her tits are out of this world. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, can we talk about the tits? <laughs> I mean, oh my God. I mean, they're just epic. I'm sorry, I- but when I started, this is not a very intellectual talk, but when I. <laughs> started the movie i was like what the fuck is going on there you know and i'm like yeah. we have to mention this i have to mention this to 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 michelle but so my thought was more of a fashion thing because obviously it's not really her boobs but it's just <laughs> what is she wearing like they had different kinds of bras and my question was was it was it in trend back there to have your boobs just pointing out <laughs> like that because that doesn't look good i mean i didn't think they look good According to today's like fashion or trend uh, or whatever, uh, you know, because we don't see like you would. How do you say a décolleté? Mm, right, she was quite pretty covered she up. Was, it was covered yeah. up, but it was just pointing yeah, out like very two lemons. Madonna, like. <laughs> circa nineteen eighty-five. Like, yeah. What is going on? But I guess that was what was happening back I then. I guess. Right? <laughs> I guess. I wonder about the undergarment situation because I I love that look. It's like so. Like at one point she was, I think, sitting in a booth or chair or something, and she, she has she has these boobs, and then she has this waist, but she's kind of slouching over in like the sea, and her little boobs are hanging. I mean, it's very like, um, you know, Veronica and Betty from Archie or something. Like, it's, I love that sort of look, uh, that sixties wicked feminine look. It's yeah. so luscious. I don't know. Yeah, it was. I mean, yeah, it was, it made me laugh. <laughs> what? It made me laugh. Oh, what, what, did you, what did you think I said? Oh, I just thought it was something I didn't know anything about. Like uh, me laugh. Uh, it's very me laugh. Mid love. It made me laugh. It was very me laugh. It made me laugh. I think she had a great body and I like that. Um, 
I don't know what I was going to say. She wasn't that thin, you know, she had really like strong legs and strong hips, you know, so yeah. it made me think about the beauty standards back yeah. then. But anyway, that's not the point. Um, <laughs> but what were you saying? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I mean, it, it was a point. Yeah, it was a point. She, it was a point. certainly was um, part of the movie, her yeah. But so the thing is, it's weird because the whole point for her is to keep looking beautiful because that's what makes her feel alive. And everyone is looking at her because she is beautiful, but she's convinced that they're staring because they see death in her. That's just like, uh huh. don't you think so? Isn't that what you... <laughs> <laughs> I well, I have to be honest and say I didn't. Um, I didn't miss. I missed the part where they were like looking at her because they knew, or she was. Yeah, I it's didn't. like you know how she's but, walking yeah. in the street and yeah, she's filming the faces of all these random people in the street who are just mm. looking like this, you know. At her. Yes, and that's where you. I think you hear her thoughts. Oh, that this is like, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. that was. It was very interesting. There was hardly a moment that you didn't see her walking where you'd have that person looking back at her, looking back at her, just like it's you're what I'm wondering, is it happening or is it happening in her mind? And we're seeing, you know, it's just being depicted or very like, because she feels there's, she thinks they're staring, but I, yeah. So are we seeing her thoughts or are they really staring? And if they're staring, why are they staring? <laughs> right. Anyway. I, there's such grotesqueness around her. It's, like, yeah. we didn't even mention, like, the guy eating the frogs. Really, <gasps> just yeah. so... Ugh. So, uh That was um, disgusting. Like, and let's think of the grossest thing we can... It was terrible. And at the end, the needle... Was needle it through the, the... Yep. Yeah, needle through the yeah. arm. Ugh. Yeah. Just the worst... Of humanity and all like this faces. That's that's new and innovative, right? At that time, that's. I guess so. It's hard to, to see have the... people that aren't act actors and that kind of thing. I guess that's. I see that now so much. It's really hard to watch the movie with the eyes of a 1962 person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're just like, well, okay, fine. Right. Because Quentin Tarantino does the same thing and Greta Gerwig does the same thing. And it's all because they're all influenced by this moment where things changed, I I guess, from the big screen Humphrey Bogart or whatever, Burt and Kester type of movie to these. I mean, still, even if we have seen other similar things, there's something that makes this kind of movie still unique. And that's why we're all talking about the new wave and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like you, As you were watching it, you never thought, oh, I've seen that before. I've seen that plot mm. before. Or I've seen, like, mm. it's still mm-hmm. pretty strong even today. <laughs> I think. But I think you're right. It's not about the narrative that much. It's really the style, the fact that it's in, takes place in Paris and it's yeah. a documentary style kind of. And you're just following her. I mean, I guess we've been, we would have been at that time used to watching these grand living room, I guess. I guess so. Salon dramas, right? Where they're in a set and now we're out. That must have been mind blowing to see that we're out in in streets, roaming the streets. Yeah. And the driving scenes, as you said, maybe that was very new. The way it was yeah. filmed from inside the car behind the driver. Yeah. Like about yeah. the on filming. The, on the cheap kind of is the yes. vibe. Yeah. Yes. We're going to not uh, yeah, cleave to these sort of regular movie director uh, way, uh, techniques. Yeah. Going to just. Yeah. But still. So rogue. I wonder if in terms of techniques, she was still. It looks simple, but I mean, all these things about the mirrors and reflections and the fact that we don't see the camera ever. I I don't know why, but I was really analyzing and I'm like, I'm going to see the camera at some point here, but we never see it. So that's, that's a technique too, I guess. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That must have been hard to like do all these things. So I feel like there's still technique, even if it's not like huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That chat scene was 
That's amazing. Nice. I, That's I mean, gorgeous. That. Yes. I don't know. I don't have enough knowledge, but it, watching it, I was like, this has to, to be hard to do this way, the way it was done. I guess, yeah, like you're saying, the, there is no camera. I was watching some clip of somebody, um, and I don't even think about this stuff, but it was a shot they were showing from some movie that goes, shows somebody's reflection, and then they were, they're brushing their teeth, and then when they get up, they're, we're, our perspective is different. But anyway, so they're showing in like the movie. So it was like um, she had like a body double and they were both brushing their teeth. Camera's moving on and she bends down to spit and the cam and then she swishes out of the frame and then the other person is there. So that just like, man, that's complicated. complicated. Just so you just so you can have a scene in a show a mirror and not see the camera you had to you have to do that like yeah. i forget that's yeah. it's crazy yeah that we're used to it yeah i know what you mean but so that's why that's what's the most impressive thing to me because i was like is was that easy to do back then you know all this filming even in the car like we're seeing the reflection of the car in the in a store window and we don't see anything we don't see any camera we don't see any yeah i was just wondering so maybe yeah. even that and they're not fixing of... it in post no. like that's no it's they're gotta just be. moving yeah and... and... so but i don't have enough knowledge about this yeah it's very stylized i i mean maybe you know they were that was sort of the beginning of handheld stuff maybe like smaller cheaper yeah, yeah i guess so. things that have to drag around on a and you know the funny thing i'm changing the subject but so i mean this is supposed to be a very famous movie and it's the first one i see from agnes varda which is a shame we should watch more um yes i would like to see it but, just in context yeah of more. i, I want to see more definitely but so i wanted to go blind in it i had just had the title and i'm like i don't want to know what this is about mm-hmm. and i swear to you I was so convinced that this was about prostitution again because of that uh, Jeanne Dillman and because of Belle de Jour. Mm-hmm. Belle de Jour? Mm-hmm. Belle de Jour. I was like, Cleo from five to seven is a story about a woman who after work mm-hmm. from five to seven has to prostitute herself, you know? <laughs> yeah. That, I was so convinced. And then, well, you kind of uh, said something to me when you started watching it. You're like, oh, uh, cancer, something, something. So I'm like, oh, baby, it's not what I thought. Yeah, and yeah then, I totally did the same. Yeah. And then you, because pr- I thought it was a reference to the, because in France, don't they say like five, you're five to seven is your mistress. It's the time yeah, that you get to like have that. a, yeah. and then, uh, yeah. That's and what then, I thought. Yeah. I was so sure that's what it was about, you know, just showing the life of a woman who like has to do that after work to make ends meet. <laughs> like all the other movies. <laughs> like we all see. movies, yeah. But <laughs> no, movies about just that. Uh, it can be it can be a feminist film about a super star too, I guess. Yeah, I guess um, so. But uh, so that was <laughs> it was funny that I thought that. Yeah. Well, do you have any final thoughts? I don't have any final <laughs> thoughts. I feel like well, once we once we stop, I'm gonna have other thoughts, but. Uh, I just like, I really liked it. It's hard for me to say. I think it's really the vibe of the movie, the fact that it takes place in a city where I grew up, but like 40, 60 years ago. Oh, Hmm. no, it's a little crumpet of a thing. That was really, really fun that way. Yeah, it's exciting to see that, just to be like, oh, well, this is. I know I've seen like my my high school or stuff like that in some movies or just. Places I used to go to. That park was just next to where huh. I lived. Um, they mentioned La Cité. It's La Cité Universitaire. It's somewhere I used to go. Um, that was really fun. Yeah, and I loved have... all the detritus of the just the street. There's a big billboard that was advertising Elma Gantry. Like this, just this popular. I think it's like a Burt Lancaster movie or something. It's oh, just yes. like it's just such a little time stamp of. Of everything. Yeah, and it makes you feel nostalgic for there. a period you didn't even know. Yeah. Like I wasn't even born, but somehow I look at these images and I'm like, oh, it looked, it looked nice. It looked like, 
but also they're depicting the life of someone who like has a as in easy life you know her yeah the place she lives in is quite big and and bright and she's just she just have all this free time and she goes to the cafe and she goes to the so i guess we're just seeing nice stuff overall <laughs> yeah but well let's see yeah i'm there are no yeah there are no slums and yeah bunch of artists but yeah i liked walking with her in the streets it makes you want to be there but then i'm like no it's not like that anymore <laughs> <laughs> much more crowded yeah all that's the seems pretty crowded everybody's it's crowded that's true but it's always outside drinking so much coffee i know it's but really that, great. So is that where all this image about us comes from? You know, that that's all we're doing. I swear to you, I could count yeah. on my right hand the number of times I've sat on a terrace like this. Because mm. A, it's super expensive. <laughs> yeah. Just B, you don't have time. <laughs> yeah. And three, it's mostly gray and raining and fucking cold. Most of sure. No, I'm exaggerating. See, this is the negativity of it. Yes, you asked me the same yeah. question Take in those June. dark glasses <laughs> off, girl. Oh my see god! See the white. Paris is so amazing. All those cafes where you can just see it and <laughs> yeah, you know see? meet strangers and just yeah. you know wearing your little dress. Yep, on your the summer big evening. Heels. Yeah, yeah, that's life. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, well, I'm. I don't have anything more to say about this, other than I want to watch more. Um. Okay, well, we will. We'll watch more and maybe we'll come Inevitably. back with another <laughs> episode. Yes. Okay. And that will inform our, our current thoughts, which were very complex boy. and delved deep to unravel the, the cinematic experience. Yeah. <laughs> and don't forget the sheer brilliance of oh. Agnes Varda's direction in this movie. Absolutely, Cecile. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Pardon My French is produced by Michelle Lewis. Engineering and audio production by David Brubaker at Off-Road Music Studio. 